As a strong, independent mother, there is nothing that will get in the way of your child's safety. Soberlink understands the importance of peace of mind when it comes to co-parenting after a divorce. Using the highest quality technology and with features like facial recognition and real-time results, moms like you are empowered with proof that your child is safe. Navigating life post-divorce can be difficult, and having a tool like Soberlink allows for one less thing to stress about. I created this community to provide support for divorced moms like me, which is why I partnered with Soberlink to create this resource, Tips for Single Moms Returning to Work. To access the guide, visit www.soberlink.com forward slash MMO. This week on Moms Moving On. I'll never forget like where he was standing and what he said and what happened that moment, because that was the moment that broke my marriage. And he said to me, he said, um, well, I make all the money, so I should get to make all the decisions. Oof. Yep. Yep. And oh, my God. I felt that one, Tatiana. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it, and the thing is, is that that was our relationship. And he wasn't telling me anything that wasn't a re- it wasn't like that's news to me. Like, I'm shocked. It was I was shocked that he didn't want to pay for camp because We've been talking about it, so that was news to me. But the fact that he ultimately is the he's the breadwinner and he makes the decisions about how we spend our money, that was that was the honest truth of the dynamic of our marriage. You know, whether or not Eat Sunny is the success that I that I hope and dream that it will be, I mean, I'm going to fight for that tooth and nail like any single male mom would. But I also know that I'm a role model for my children. They're watching me, both my sons in terms of how they, what they think women are capable of, mm-hmm. and my daughter in terms of what she thinks she's capable of. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. It's me, your host, Michelle, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. We're going to have a bit of a sunny day here. We have the founder of Eat Sunny, Tatiana Boncompagni, on with us today, and she is literally a ray of sunshine. She's a single mom of three and also, are you ready for this? The beauty and health writer for publications, including the New York Times, Elle, Marie Claire, Harper's Bazaar, Vogue, and more. If we would have just left it at Vogue, I could have died happy. But on top of that, she's a certified personal trainer and holistic health coach. Her story, just knowing that she is tackling the world like with this great attitude and helping others live their healthiest and best lives, just really reeled me in. So I'm happy to have you here, Tatiana. Thank you so much, Michelle. It's so exciting for me to be on on your podcast and talk about the things that I feel most passionately about. So give us like the, I don't know, the backstory, the, the, how you got here story. Well, <laughs> how far back do we go? I don't know. Um, birth, the womb birth. Well, I was born in South Dakota, which I think is sort of a fun fact. Actually it's relevant because sometimes I'm like walking around and we all have these days where we feel like, okay, we haven't 
we're like, we're not where we want to be. We're not as successful or we haven't achieved some of the things that we're, we're working very hard for. And I sometimes have to stop myself and say, girl, you took your first breath in like Aberdeen, South Dakota in the middle of nowhere. And now you're in New York city, pursuing your dream. You have a business, you have three kids, you have a really great life. So let's just like take stock and get some perspective on you know, where we came from, how far we've come. So that's, so actually starting with South Dakota makes sense. I grew up around all around the United States. My mom is Costa Rican. My dad is from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He worked for the U S government. So, um, that's one of those kids that, you know, that moved a, a lot. I think that also impacted me in terms of my ability to talk to anyone, get along wherever I am, having grown up in Tennessee and Minnesota predominantly. And um, went to school at Georgetown, became a journalist out of school for the Wall Street Journal. And um, yeah. and Dream and job. Okay. Great. Yeah. Dream job. Like I worked really, really hard in school. I was very studious. Um, and this sort of, this figures into what your podcast is about. I met my now ex-husband, the father of my children, um, a year after graduating from school. I, or yeah, it was like a year and a half. I'd, I'd worked for the Wall Street Journal in Brussels. And then I came back uh, to D.C. and I was living in D.C. He was living in New York and we dated long distance for a year. And then I said to myself, well, you know, I don't know if this relationship is going to last but, um, but everyone should live in New York at some point in their life. Cause I, I love DC. I thought I'd spend my my life there. I lived in DC for a little bit too, but it's no New York. Yeah. It's, it's no New York, but, it, but, you know, but I, I love politics. I loved, you know, as a journalist, it's a great city to live in. It's great for journalists. And so, but then I moved to New York to be closer to him and also for the life experience. And one of my jokes is, you know, the, the marriage didn't work out, but, but I, I, I love New York. I'm such a New Yorker now, and I'm not, I'm probably never going to leave the city, but yes. Yeah, so we, so we dated, um, and then we got married and then I went freelance and started freelancing for, you know, all the newspapers, like the wall street journal, New York times, financial times. I did back then predominantly lifestyle. So fashion and beauty. And then I gave birth to my first child, um, who's now 17. And after I gave birth to him, I actually saw a friend of mine from Nashville who had just published a novel. And I was, you know, I was just so impressed with what she'd done. But I'm one of those people where when I'm around women who achieve great things, I'm so inspired by them. Yes. Because I I sort of feel like, well, and not in a competitive way, but in like, they make it seem doable and accessible. Like writing a novel to me seemed like something, you know, just like completely out of my reach, even though I was writing for great publications. But seeing my friend Sarah get published made me feel like, well, she could do it. Maybe I can do it. And, um, and so I, that's like kind of one of the main things of my life is, is surround yourself by really powerful go-getter ambitious women. If, if that's what you want with your life, because I think it's the, the people that we surround ourselves with that show us what's possible and put yes. those little seeds in our, in our brains of like, Oh yeah. Like, like even talking about marriage and relationships, like being around people who have healthy marriages and really supportive husbands. It's like, yeah, if she has that, why don't I have that? Like I deserve mm-hmm. that. I mean, yes. if you can't, you can't see these things. Like, how do you, how do you 
want them for yourself. So Sarah published this book and I was like, if she can do it, maybe I can do it. And lo and behold, I started after I gave birth to my first son, I gave that to myself, the time to work on, on my novels. And I ended up getting published and I ended up publishing three novels before I went back to work for self magazine. Um, I had at that time I had, then I had three kids. So this is flash forward many years later. And I, I had been home, you know, when my kids were young, that was a decision that I made. It was a decision that was very much encouraged by my ex-husband, but it was, but I, I feel like, you know, sometimes that's something that people fight about in divorce. Well, you made me sacrifice my career. I had to back burner my career for, for my children. And I, um, I did, I did those things, but I did them willingly. I loved being uh, a mom. I loved having newborns. I, I think it's very easy when you go through a divorce to kind of revisionist history, that stuff, that stuff for yourself, because you do realize my life is way harder. I took myself off the track. I can't go out. I can't command a salary. Therefore, you know, I, I want that recognized in my divorce and from my, from my ex. And, and I understand that I, I, you know, cause my, I've made a lot of the choices that I've made recently in my career because I had to get off. I got off the track, but I do think it's important to keep some perspective and remember that those years were precious for me. I really did enjoy them. And that really was a choice that I own myself. So I, I, I did get to a certain point. I actually had this big fight with my ex-husband. I wrote about an article for Mary Claire um, where he, I wanted the kids to go to camp. We've been talking about it all year. And I was trying to finish a YA for an editor, a friend of mine. And uh, my ex didn't want to pay for camp because it was really expensive. The camps that I wanted to send the kids to were really expensive as a lot of these New York camps are. Right. And he said to, it was like Memorial day. And I was like, well, it's time to write the, you know, we have to write the check. And he just kind of, I'll never forget like where he was standing and what he said and what happened that moment. Cause that was the moment that broke my marriage. And he said to me, he said, um, well, I make all the money, so I should get to make all the decisions. Oof. Yep. Yep. And oh my God. I felt that one, Tatiana. Oh my God. Yeah, it, it, and the thing is, is that that was our relationship and he wasn't telling me anything that wasn't a re it wasn't like that's news to me. Like I'm shocked. It was, I was shocked that he didn't want to pay for camp because We've been talking about it. So that was news to me. But the fact that he ultimately is that he's the breadwinner and he makes the decisions about how we spend our money. That was, that was the honest truth of the dynamic of our marriage. And a voice in my head said to me, now he said it, what are you going to do about it? Cause there was a difference. I think a lot of marriages do have this, there's a relationship here that nobody talks about when it comes to money and control mm -hmm. and power. And because we, we don't talk about it, we, we can kind of, you know, push it under the car carpet, not deal with it. And that's what I did. There are so many things, so many issues that we had. I just didn't want to deal with them because I am very non-confrontational as a person. Yeah. And it's, you know, so I, I own that, like that our marriage wasn't like that just because of him. He's not the bad guy here. I, I was part of the dynamic that that lasted for, at that point, it must've been, we were together 15 years. So I have to own 15 years of behavior to make it so that that was, that those, that was the dynamic of our marriage. That's, that was partially, you know, because of me. But once he said it, it was like, again, that voice, 
what are you going to do about it? And so the first thing out of my mouth that was like literally the thought I was thinking the thought as it came out of my mouth because some, most of the time, if you think about it, when we have, when we say things, we've actually thought about it. We've probably taught, we've had a discussion in our head. We've practiced these words and these thoughts in our brain. But in that moment, as the thought came to me, it was, I said to him, when you talk like that, I don't even know if I want to be with you. And it was the first time that I ever imagined my life without the man who was my first love, my everything. You know, I, I adored him and I never pictured my life without him until that moment. Wow. So where do you go from there? So I said, so he said, he saw the look on my face. He heard my voice. He knew, he knew that things had taken a turn and that maybe he shouldn't have said that. And so he, then he tried to back up and he said, well, at least I should have veto power, (laughs) which is like, maybe, you know, it was his attempt to kind of soften it. Um, But it was, again, it was like, it was, you know what it was? It was Pandora's box. He'd opened it. Like you can't put that back in the box. Yeah, you can. Um, No. And so I said, well, I, since nobody really cares about the sacrifices I'm making, which again, up until that point, I'd made willingly and without hesitation or grudge or anything. I said, um, I'm going to go back to work. And I think it took me about two months to get a job as a lifestyle director at self magazine. I was incredibly lucky. That's incredible. Good for you. I, I know I was so lucky. I mean, I, I always felt like what I did as a, not so much as a novelist, but particularly as writing for the New York times, financial times, wall street journal, all those places. I envisioned myself as like over here are my hands, like doing everything that I have to do as a mom. Like, and I didn't have nannies. I didn't actually have that much help. I would, I would work when they were at preschool and my friends would make fun of me. Cause I would like work in grocery stores. Like I would, <laughs> find what, you know, because it like where, what was close to my nursery school. And, you know, I would find whatever pocket of time I was so efficient with my time. But meanwhile, I was like doing everything a mom has to do, taking kids, play dates, nursery school. Remember I have three kids, little kids. And then with like the tippy toe of my, like my little pinky toe, I'm keeping the door open on, like, I have this vision of this like cartoon where I'm like barely keeping the door open on my career. Like that's yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. And so because of that, because I, I, I had this sense of like, keep, keep your options open, keep your options open. I was able to get that job itself because I was still, my name was still out there. I was still, you know, I had every once in a while, I had my byline in an important publication and my skill set was still relevant and modern. And so I was lucky. So then I, I got that job and I started going to work every day and I, I have to say I, I was in heaven. I, I just, I loved being out of the office. I loved getting dressed up. I loved making my own money. I loved my job. I loved the people I worked with. I was incredibly happy, but my home life was very difficult. I, my ex though, he was like, okay, you know, support. Great. Good job, honey. He really like wanted to get behind me. It's like, okay, but you pay for the nanny and, um, and I'm going, even though he owned his own business, if somebody was sick, guess who stayed home? If the school called, guess who went, had to leave work, um, you know, and nothing about my life actually changed. Like I still 
carried all the weight for the children. I just now employed a woman with the majority of my paycheck to take care of my children. And so I wake up at five o'clock in the morning because that was the only time that I could go work out. And like, I have to work out for, I'm, it's for my brain. You know, it was my way of like, kind of, of just like being to able to have my me time. So I'd wake up at five, go get in a quick workout, come home, make breakfast for the kids, get the, take them to school, come back, get dressed, take a train to work, work all day, deal with the stress of work, but good stress, love that stress, come home. My kids, since they had had me at home the whole time, they would never do homework for the nanny. And so then I would have to like do homework with them, cook a meal, clean. My ex would go to bed, like, cause he wanted to keep his life just the way it was. Like you can work, but I'm not doing anything extra. Wow. Put the kids in bed. And by the time I got in bed, let me tell you, I was exhausted. And I don't think I'm unusual. I think a lot of like, I think. No, this is I, I was just going to say, I think every woman listening to this is just sitting there and nodding their head. Like, yep. Like this is, this is how it is. And it's really messed up. Every day. I say like every day we all climb this mountain and at the, when we get in bed, no one's there to say, I'm handing you a trophy or I, 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 I just wanted so badly for someone to like, I, my dream was someone follow me out around for one day of my life with a camera and they will see like how I, you know, I do so much. And I think that is probably the little fantasy of, I think most moms out there who are either working or not working, whatever it is, we are so busy. We are so I think unsupported and unvalidated. So to flash forward, that's why I created my company Eat Sunny for, I have many, many different reasons for it, but I really created it to support and and make other women feel validated the way that I lacked support and validation in my marriage. And to me, it was like, you know, Eat Sunny, which we'll, we'll go into, it's a healthy meal delivery service. So what is more maternal and supportive how can you support someone in a more beautiful, wholesome, loving way than, you know, basically stocking somebody's fridge with nourishing, delicious food? As a mom, I like to feed people. And so I think that I'm healing myself from, from what I went through in my marriage and everything that I struggled with by trying to give that to other people and specifically other moms. And that's beautiful. And I truly believe that that's our purpose in life. Like if we've gotten through something and we've realized where the pain was, it's our job to move on and fix it for somebody else. I'm a hundred percent the same way. So I don't know if you know yet, but I went ahead and did a thing. I wrote myself a little book and it's going to be available to all of you in January of 2022. That's just a few months away. And I am so excited for you to be able to get your hands on it. It's called Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict and Becoming Your Best Self. Now, I bet you're wondering what it's all about. That's a great question. It's pretty much like a what to expect when you're getting divorced, a how-to guide for moms, if you will. Here's what the professionals say. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who has been through it and has come out the other side. Through Michelle's guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mother, and shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self. From co-parenting to dating as a single mother, you'll learn how to truly move on and create the life you deserve. 
Yes, you will. Ladies, check it out now on my website, momsmovingon.com, and you can pre-order it so you can be the first to get your hands on it. So what has been the transition from your marriage into single momming three kids? Right. So I was, I was at self. Um, it was a real struggle for me, but I loved it. But then eventually the magazine became digital only. So I lost my job. Um, cause I was on the print side. I did some on the digital side and that was really hard. And, but when I got home, I thought about getting another job, um, at another publication but then I also realized because it, it's because itself, I was working, writing about all these female entrepreneurs who were in the health and wellness space. Again, like with my friend, Sarah, I'm like, oh, she's doing it. I can do it. So it was the same thing all over again. And I, and I felt like at this stage in my career, I was almost 40. I didn't want to keep writing about people who were doing great things. Although I love doing that. I, I'm sure like for you having me on this podcast, you're supporting my goals and that makes you feel good. I felt the same way as a journalist writing about all these women who were just killing it and, and building amazing businesses and careers for themselves. But at a certain point, I wanted to be one step closer to the people I was helping, mm -hmm. you know, rather than pop, like sort of bringing attention to people who are helping people, being the person helping people. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I, because of my background, I was an athlete growing up. I've always cooked for myself at, at self magazine. I ended up being the food editor and I, and cooked for my children as well. Um, I realized that that was like really my calling was trying to help other women feel empowered. And, uh, I had, uh, while I was at self, I became friendly with a personal trainer and her, she trained a lot of celebrities, but her method was to get women to lift weights and not be, and not be afraid of, to, to not be afraid of lifting weights and be afraid of getting bulky, et cetera. Cause so many women don't want to do that, including myself. Like I was a lifelong athlete runner, ran a marathon, half marathons, worked out all the time again, because that's my joy, but I never lifted weights. Nobody sh showed me how to do it. And I was fearful how it would change my body and may maybe make me look masculine or whatever. And so when I started lifting weights with Heather, it, it transformed my physique. I finally got the body that I had before having babies, like my waist, which I thought I'd never get back. But more importantly than that, it made me feel strong and empowered. Uh -huh. Like, it's amazing. Like when you go to the gym and you like pick up weights that are as heavy as the guy next to you, that kind of makes you feel strong and like capable of doing whatever it is that you want to do. I do it three times a week. My mom still to this day is like, I don't understand. Isn't that for boys? And I'm like, I, I've never felt as strong internally or externally than I am now. So I'm all about it with the, with the strength training. Yes. The physiology informs the psychology The you know, as the stronger you get physically, you know, the, the fact that you can now lift, move your, you can move yourself out of your house if you need to, because you're strong. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You literally, yeah. literally as a single mom, you don't need like, the, uh, and it's, very helpful actually, because I have to move TV, computers, equipment. Like when I take the kids to camp, there's nobody there to carry those heavy, you know what I'm saying? Like you being physically strong as a single mom is very empowering. It makes yes. you feel like, do you see what, like you're, you're, you feel like, oh, I don't, I actually don't need a man. I'd like to have a man, but I don't need <laughs> a man to lift these things up. I can do there's it. There's a, there's a meme that I've seen that like, there's no woman more determined than the one who's trying to move furniture in her house by herself. And I like yeah. have this picture of my head, Tatiana, because 
when I moved into my own space with my daughter, I was like, I don't need no man. I ordered a couch from Wayfair. They don't come in and set it up. They literally left it outside my front door. It didn't fit through the door. I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure it out. I took the door off the hinges. I was like the psychopath trying to get the furniture in. And I feel that so much because it was such like a life-changing moment for me. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I feel the same way. Like I, before my divorce, I never put a piece of furniture together. Are you kidding me? Like, you know, that's just that, that would, I would never even occurred. That's my, that was my ex-husband's job, but now I've built beds. I've built desks. I have moved like exactly as you say. And, and it's, you feel so accomplished and good about yourself. I don't, I mean, like, even if say I ever get married again, I don't think I'm ever going to stop wanting to just like, you know, be strong and, and independent Hell in yeah. that way. I had to go to therapy for that. My therapist was like, you have somebody there who wants to do things for you now. You have oh, to let him. And I'm like, but, 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 but I could do this myself type of thing. I understand right. that feeling. So how do you feel that being a single mom has now enhanced your work life and, and your whole life in general? So to, to take a couple steps back. So I started a business where we were selling nutrition and fitness eBooks online. And, um, cause remember the fitness piece of it, it was after I launched that business with a partner that I ultimately decided to divorce. And I think it was a little bit getting physically stronger, but also I just, you know, we, we tried, you know, very much to work on our marriage, etc. And it just became very clear that we'd grown apart. We met when we were really young the dynamic that I wanted in the marriage, we couldn't make really work. And so ultimately, you know, now fast, fast forward four or five years, we've all settled. We're all doing better than ever. Our kids are thriving. It was a very bumpy time for a long time, but we can talk about that. But this business would have never come to be had I been married, I think. Cause it's, I mean, I call it, I also call it my divorce baby. Um, and I've heard, <laughs> I've heard that a lot of women do that. They like, they get a divorce and then they start a business and it's, you know, it's, it's again, I think also in some ways it's like the worst time to start a business because your children need so much of you and cause they're going through so much and everybody is like, like, it's just like the dust has been kicked up. And so, it's, but there's you know, also no better time to light a fire under your own ass. I mean, I did the same thing. And so I understand like that motivation. You're like, now I have to do this because I don't have a fallback right. plan. And that's the other part about Eat Sunny is there's, I feel like I have big goals in terms of what I, what I want to provide for my customers, but I also have a personal mission and that is to show my children that it's never too late to fulfill your potential. And within my marriage, I, I don't really think I had a spouse who was super supportive. You know, he wasn't like picking up the extra shifts or helping or, you know what I'm saying? All of that. And, um, and he, he doubted me. And so for example, when my children said to, you know, said to their dad, like, you know, he said they wanted something and he was like, ask your mom. It was like a really, ugly, this ugly discussion, but these discussions happen sometimes. And he said something to them, like your mom needs to get a job. Oof. And I know, well, and then, and then my daughter said, I'm like, I'm like angry at him. I'm sorry. Should I, I should I get over it? Tell me to get over it. I'll get over it. Well, I have, so <laughs> you don't have to. I just, I it's, it's just good for you for taking a stand and now sort of proving everybody wrong. Right. 
Right. So he said, so he said, your mom should get a job. And my, my daughter, she said, mom has a job. She's starting a business. And he said, it's going to fail like everything else she's ever done. Yep. Okay. I'm sorry that was said to you, but um, I'm also not sorry because that that would have, I mean, actually that it would have been okay if he said that to me, he said that to my daughter, it created this sense in my children that I was being selfish by following my, my dreams, starting a business and, and also a sense of uncertainty that they had, like mom can't take care of us. And certainly her doing this, she won't be able to take care of this because she's going to fail. He put that idea in their heads. So for me, at this stage that I'm at in my career, I feel like I don't have a choice. I can't fail because those children are watching me right now. And if, if I fail, it proves to them that, oh yeah, like it proves to my daughter. Well, maybe we do, maybe I do need a man to provide for me, or maybe I can't, I shouldn't go after my goals because I'm just going to fail. Also, we know that we learn so much through failure. So what is, what, how do we define failure? Like, I think that me not going after my goals to me, that would be failure, you know, whether or not eat sunny is the success that I, that I hope and dream that it will be. I mean, I'm going to fight for that tooth and nail, like any single mom would, um, you know, as, as aggressively as, as I possibly can. But I also know that I'm, I am provide, I'm a role model for my children. They're watching me, both my sons in terms of how they, what they think women are capable of Mm -hmm. and my daughter in terms of what she thinks she's capable of. Mm -hmm. Love that. So here you are killing it. Um, is your ex-husband eating crow? <laughs> well, yeah, I have, I have this whole fantasy where I like ask him, you know, what his company's gross profit was for the last, like some, you know, last trimester or not trimester, but um, quarter or whatever or year. And, and I'll be like, oh yeah, we're doing X, Y, Z. Like <laughs> I have this little, fa- little fantasy in my head of being able to show him how well I'm doing. And, and, you know, when things come out in the press, that as they have, we've gotten tremendous press and our, you know, we are, our sales are amazing. Knock on wood. You know, I, I, I do. I'm like, sometimes I think like, oh, I should, I should put this in the mail and send it to him, you know, <laughs> so you can be like, Hey, but, but no, actually, you know, the funny thing about life is that, you know, in the moment, um, I certainly was upset about those things. Uh, because I felt like it, it created this sense of uncertainty, um, in my children, but that just fuels my fire. So you go ahead, tell me, I can't do something. It's going to make me want to do it all the more. You know, I, I actually really want him to be happy. He's not a bad person. And when he's happy, he's a better father for my children. Ultimately that's, that's the goal. That's the goal. And the universe obviously saw that you needed a little joy in your life and, You've become a Russell Silver Joy Bites ambassador. Yes. And and this is a great example of things that I only dreamed of. You, you know, let's take me back five years ago. I'm I'm a mom, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Like, would a like a major chocolate company ask me to to be an ambassador because they believe in everything that I embody in terms of health and balance and, and my, my added to my optimistic attitude towards life. So being an ambassador for joy bites, which I'm obsessed with is a little bit of a dream come true. It's what it's, I, again, it's like, 
you know, I have to remind myself, think about where you were four years ago and mm-hmm. think about where you are now. The fact that a company like that, this amazing heritage biggest brand wants chocolate to work company. with you. Yeah. 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 It's incredible. And, um, I had spoken to Bobby Thomas on the podcast, who's a, an ambassador as well, as you know, and she sent me a box and there's one flavor that I was like, where has this been my whole life? It's the sea salt caramel one. Oh yeah. I love that. Uh, the dark God, chocolate. This stuff is good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Dark chocolate is my yeah. thing, but I love that when you open it up, it has like a sweet little message and you know, it's not chocolate that I have to go hide in the pantry and eat. Cause my daughter's not going to want it anyway, because it's not an M and M. So it's like right. the perfect thing for a mom. Right. Well, my, so I have my little hack that I, that I like, I take the dark chocolate with almonds and then I, I take a square of that. And then I take a square of the, um, milk chocolate with peanut butter. Oh. And I smush them together and then I eat them. That's delish. <laughs> I keep all my chocolate in the fridge because I'm in Miami and everything oh. just like disintegrates Melts. in the pantry. Yeah. I love yeah. my cold chocolate. But anyway, we digress. I love that your whole I don't know, it's amazing how the universe conspires, right? Like your whole brand now is sunshine and joy and mm-hmm and possibility and it, and it's all really come together for you. So what's next? Yes. Well, um, what's next? Uh, you know, I just growing eat sunny and continuing to enhance our menu. Uh, we're based a little bit about us. We're based on the Mediterranean diet, which has the greatest amount of science backed research in terms of enhancing your overall health and well-being for the long term. So I don't really believe in crash diets. Um, for example, I think it's it, it, it kind of creates the spiral of negative self-talk where mm-hmm. you're telling yourself you're not enough, you're not good enough, you'll be happy when you're five, when you're five pounds lighter, you're 10 pounds lighter. Believe me, I did that. I was in a, in a, in a relationship relationship that wasn't healthy. I saw it like kind of meaning and goal, goals, but you know, through the number on the scale or the ta- the number on the tag on the back of my dress. And I think part of my whole healing process is like learning how to choose myself, learning how to love myself. And we, we practice that in very tangible ways by how we live our lives and how we treat ourselves. And one of the major ways that we do that, that we honor ourselves is by nourishing ourselves in a really whole, like whole food nutritional way, not a deprivation way, not trying to be something that you're not ever meant to be, but actually loving yourself and nourishing yourself, which means not overfeeding ourselves, because that's another way that we kind of, I think women tend to like sort of eat their feelings. I mean, believe me, I've been there, you know, I've done done that, you know, if I'm not living, if I'm not living authentically, if I'm not living my truth, I find other ways to make myself feel better, which was like during my marriage, drinking wine at night because I was exhausted. I just wanted that treat. I want, or like, you know, eating sweets and and whatever, because I wasn't getting sweetness in my life. I wasn't getting love. So I've done all that emotional eating stuff, but so in part of my healing journey is being able to really, truly nourish myself with wholesome, delicious food that is also incredibly healthy because I'm a health coach, because I'm a weight loss specialist, because I'm a fitness nutrition specialist. I know how to feed myself. And I want to be able to share that with other women and also like change their relationship that they have with food and their bodies. Because 
I think we carry around like so much, you know, of this like self-loathing and we express it through how we feed ourselves. Mm -hmm. And just to go back to joy bites, I think being able to indulge in, in ways that like are thoughtful and mindful it are, it's so important and so when you have a bar of chocolate that is just about you and it's about your moment and your self-love and you make and you indulge in it in a mindful not mindless not like you know snacking when you're just like tired or whatever but you're like I I deserve to enjoy chocolate and have chocolate be a part of my life or whatever it is that you that you enjoy but for me that's why it's so exciting to be working with a chocolate brand because I think that it's so important for women to take the time to honor themselves, whether Mm -hmm. it's getting a massage, nails done, eating a bar of like, or, you know, a square of chocolate or whatever, and doing it in a mindful, thoughtful way so that we, we rewire our relationship with, again, food, our bodies, ourselves. And that's a very critical thing you bring up for a divorcing woman, because I remember at the start of my separation, it was like, I'm more of a starve my feelings kind of gal to gain Mm. control of when there's chaos in my life. And everybody will say, you know, Oh my God, you were so skinny after your divorce. And I'm like, yeah, but I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't at all paying attention to what I needed. I was more concerned about the external and how I should present to the world now that I'm a single woman again. And I really had to like take the reins on that. And when I coach women, that's part of the conversation always. Like, what are you doing to love your body? Like, how are you showing it love? How are you not taking this torture of divorce out on yourself? And I think it's so important to carve that time out and to be mindful of how you treat yourself. I love that you bring that up. Yeah. It's, it's a huge piece of it. And we, you know, and it's so lonely. I mean, that was the thing that I, I guess, you know, cause I am still single. It's so what people don't, and my, my ex got remarried right away, you know, and has another child and all that. And, you know, that was, um, people think that that was painful. It, it, what it was only hard in the sense that, um, it was a lot of transition for my children. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that he did that. And I understand it because raising your children alone day, like day in, day out is so hard and it's so lonely. It's and so I think isolating. Ugh. It's so isolating. And so, and then I think that can breed kind of unhealthy relation, like meal times. Like for example, my kids are always running around. So oftentimes I don't necessarily get to eat with them. Like they're on different schedules, homework, sports, whatever. Maybe I'll eat with one. Like when you're in a family unit, you have like a lot more structure, but then as a single mom, that structure can fall away and, and it can, it can breed other eating patterns. Like what you did, what you did, which it sounds like you restricted a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, what I, what I tend to do, which is that what I call stupid eating. So like, I'm not, I may not sit down for a big meal, but then I just kind of graze and eat in a mindless sort of way. And so Mm -hmm. for me, being able to create more structure around my diet is, is actually like part of my healing and part of my honoring myself. It's like, yeah, even if kids are running around and eating different things or whatever, I can, I can sit down to this wholesome meal. That is exactly what my body needs. I love it. I love this so much. I feel like this is such an empowering 45 minutes that we've had, Tatiana. I'm so grateful that you have 
taking your power back for lack of a better term. Like if I could think of a title for this episode, it's taking your power back and, and you've done that and you've done it beautifully. And I have no doubt that I know you have three kids, but your daughter especially is looking at you and saying, well, damn, that's my mom. And, and you should be so proud of that. Um, before we part ways, and I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell our listeners where they can learn more about Eat Sunny, because that's something I'd love for them to do. Um, what would be your final words to a woman who's just coming out of her marriage and trying to get on her feet again? Um, gosh, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of like, it's a little bit, um, it's a, it's a, I guess it's a little bit like cliche, but I would say the words coming to my head are don't look back. You know, it's like, you've made your decision. We all, I think what's really hard is, is like, you know, for some people it's their decision to leave a marriage so for other people. It happens to them and they have to make the best of the circumstances. But I think that regret is a really wasted emotion, a wasted amount of energy. And I know that when I made the decisions that I did, I made them thoughtfully and they were very, it's so hard. It's so hard to like know when to give up, know when to stop fighting for a marriage and, and to move on. But I think one of the most important things is you have to move forward and it's don't live in the past and don't let, don't, the other thing I would say is don't stay, don't stay angry because uh, there's a saying from, it's a, it's a Buddhist saying that anger is like a hot coal you hold in your hand waiting to throw that you intend to throw at somebody else. So that, that as you, you know, it's in your hand, it's burning your hand, your mm-hmm. anger serves. It doesn't do any harm to anybody else. It serves no purpose, except it ends up hurting you and can, and if you're sitting around being angry, you can't show up as the best mom for your kids. You can't pursue your goals the way that you want to. So though I'm fueled by people saying she can't do that, she's not capable like that, that fuels my fire. I don't hold on to the, ang- I don't hold on to anger. Cause I feel like that's, that's not going to help me. And I'm, I'm focused on my future. So again, not looking back, I'm not angry about anything that happened to me. I'm 100. I'm, I'm not regretful. I'm not second guessing my decisions I'm focused on the future. Love it. I love it. So for everybody listening who wants a a piece of the deliciousness, how can they get on board with Eat Sunny? So our website is www.eatsunny.com, like eat, eat, and then sunny, like the sun, S-U-N-N-Y.com. And then on Instagram, which you can learn a lot about our different dishes and all of that on, you know, I love our little IG site. That's Eat Sunny Life. I've seen it. It's, it's a great, it's a great feed. And I'm going to link all of this obviously for sure. And for anyone who has any more questions or, um, would love to be connected to Tatiana, where can they find you personally? Oh yes. I'm at Tati Bon Company and that's spelled T-A-T-I-B-O-N-C-O-M as in Mary, P as in Peter, A G N I. If you like put in like Tati B, it'll probably pop up on your Instagram. But yeah, on my Instagram, I have all kinds of, you know, like motivational sayings. I share a lot about my life and also my fitness tips and, and my nutrition tips and and all of that. So I, I really, um, again, I do think that, you know, when we feel confident in our bodies and when we learn how to love our bodies, that just, 
you know, that carries over to everything. Both our children watch us may mm-hmm. have healthier relationships with their bodies. We feel more capable. We can enjoy every aspect of our life so much more. And so that's what I like to share on my IG is like, hopefully inspiring people to, to be their best self, whatever that looks like and feel fit, strong and happy and nourish their bodies in a very healthy, wholesome way. I love it. Everybody who has been listening today, I'm so glad you were a part of this conversation with us. I implore you to go check out all of Tati's offerings. You can even just Google her and find her articles. I remember your name from, I used to be obsessed with self and I remembered because your name is a unique one. And I remembered it like seeing it in print. And I, it's just surreal for me. I was also a journalism major. So I would have loved your job. But anyway, thank you everybody for being here and do something good for yourself today. Even if it's just a sweet bite of chocolate, uh, Russell Silver Joy Bites, those are the best. We'll see you soon. Imagine a place to get all of the resources you need and deserve while going through the divorce process, from legal and mediation tips to expert co-parenting advice and heartbreak healing words of wisdom. Imagine a place that offered weekly words of wisdom and inspiration curated just for you by me to help motivate you and make you feel seen throughout the toughest days of your divorce journey. Imagine if that place also provided you with the opportunity to connect with other moms who are going through the exact same thing as you. That place exists, and it's called the Moms Moving On Membership Community. With two membership options, you are guaranteed to find your village and thrive in this next phase of your life. Visit my website, momsmovingon.com, and click on Become a Member to join our community now. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.